Welcome to AM Now, where we bring you the trending accounting matters we're following. I'm your host, Adam Olson, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nicole Harger and Matt Visser. Each bite-sized episode keeps you and your finance and accounting teams in the know. Join us each week as we unpack these issues, topics, and accounting matters now. You're listening to AM Now, an accounting matters podcast. I'm your host, Adam Olson. And I'm Matt Fisser. This week, we're covering updates from the SEC and the recent refresh of their regulatory agenda, as well as their approval of both the NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange listing standards on executive clawback policies. We'll pivot to a brief update on the FASB front with the Emerging Issues Task Force convening last week to talk about their ongoing issue related to induced conversions of convertible debt instruments before moving on to a quick reminder on the expected release of the ISSB's first two sustainability reporting standards expected this month. And we'll wrap this week with some insights provided by the PCAOB as it relates to audits involving cryptocurrency, which has been a topic of contention on a regulatory reporting front lately. So let's dive right in. Matt, what can you tell us about the refresh of the SEC's regulatory agenda? Yeah, thanks, Adam. The SEC recently announced its updated regulatory agenda, outlining the expected timing of its various rulemaking efforts. Some of the most notable updates to their agenda included the following key rules. The climate change disclosure, the final rule pushed to October 2023, ESG investment practices disclosure, the final rule pushed to October 2023, and the cybersecurity risk disclosure rules on governance and management, and the final rules either pushed to October 2023 or spring of 24. As a whole, 11 new rules are expected to be finalized by the end of this year with another expected by early spring. That's a lot of new rules coming down. It sure is. <laughs> this again highlights the focus of the SEC to achieve its agenda and maintain the pace of its rulemaking priorities. Impacted companies will want to reach, watch this closely and be ready to react to any relevant rulemaking. Yeah, big update there with the, the climate rule timeline yeah. now being at least known to a lot of people who are asking, you know, when can we expect that rule? So uh, interesting, interesting story there for sure. Uh, but continuing on with other news from the SEC this week, they recently approved the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ proposed clawback listing standards, which included amendments that delay the effective date of the rules to October 2nd, 2023. The New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ listing standards apply to most listed companies, including emerging growth companies, smaller reporting companies, and foreign private issuers, you know, with some certain limited exceptions. Listed companies will need to file their recovery policies as exhibits to their annual reports. They will also be required to now indicate by checkboxes on their annual reports whether the financial statements included in the filings reflect correction of an error to previously issued financial statements and whether any of those error corrections are restatements that required a recovery analysis. They will also need to disclose any actions that have been taken pursuant to such recovery policies. Companies that do not comply with the listing standards, which include the corresponding notice and cure procedures, will be subject to immediate suspension and delisting of their securities from the exchanges. The effective date of October 2nd, 2023 means that both New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ listed issuers will be required to adopt compliant clawback policies no later than December 1st. Time is ticking. Tick, tick. Moving right along, last week, the Emerging Issues Task Force met to continue discussions on its recently added project EITF issue number 23-A, Induced Conversions of Convertible Debt Instruments. 
This project is intended to improve the relevance of the existing induced conversion guidance in subtopic 470.20, debt, debt with conversion, and other options. During this meeting, however, the EITF did not make any decisions. Instead, the meeting was held primarily for educational purposes for stakeholders. As part of the meeting, though, the task force did identify some topics for the FASB staff to research and noted that these will be discussed at a future meeting. That next meeting for the task force is scheduled for later this fall in September. We have a lot coming down in the fall of 2023. That's for sure. And next up on the sustainability front, maybe something a little bit sooner than the fall, the ISSB is working towards issuing its first two sustainability standards, IFRS S1 and IFRS S2, by the end of this month. With all eyes focused at the ISSB on that effort, no other new developments are taking place. As a reminder, IFRS S1 will cover the general requirements for disclosing sustainability-related financial information. This will include matters such as guidance and requirements on the reporting entity, materiality, fair presentation, comparative information, frequency of reporting, and location of reporting, and general disclosure requirements. IFRS S2 focuses on climate-related disclosures with the potential for future standards on human capital, biodiversity, and other sustainability topics to come. Our last story this week comes from the PCAOB and what is an AM Now episode without discussing crypto assets, a topic that continues to dominate the headlines. They recently issued their inspection observations related to public company audits involving crypto assets. Some of the key findings were when identifying activities associated with crypto assets, auditors did not take into account whether such activities were significant transactions occurring outside the normal course of business or otherwise unusual due to their timing, size, or nature. Auditors did not appropriately assess the risk of material misstatement related to the rights and obligations assertion of crypto assets because the auditor did not obtain a sufficient understanding of the related controls over crypto assets nor did the auditors perform procedures to establish that the public company has control over the crypto assets to support the rights and obligations assertion. Yeah, the PCAOB also identified deficiencies where the auditor did not evaluate the relevance and or reliability of information obtained from the download of self-custody crypto asset digital wallets and external providers' data used as audit evidence to support the existence, occurrence, valuation, and completeness of crypto asset balances and or revenue transactions. Also, information obtained from public companies to test occurrence and completeness of crypto asset mining revenue and pricing information from third parties used as audit evidence to support the valuation of crypto assets and mining revenue. The PCAOB also identified deficiencies where an auditor did not perform procedures to assess the appropriateness of revenue recognition related to the transfer of crypto assets. Lastly, the PCAOB identified deficiencies where the auditor did not obtain an understanding of the terms and conditions of the public company's arrangements with mining pool operators, where related mining revenue was material to the public company's financial statements, and evaluate the public company's conclusions that there were no indicators of potential impairment for property and equipment used in crypto asset mining operations, even though certain indicators of potential impairment existed. As the crypto asset landscape continues to evolve, the PCAOB is committed to staying informed about emerging technologies like these and ensuring that auditing practices keep up with the times. Yeah, and I would imagine companies that uh, deal with crypto assets in their business will uh, see a lot more scrutiny from their auditors this Absolutely. cycle. So, 
And that really rounds us out for this week. For a deeper dive into what's trending in accounting and finance, check out our other podcasts on the Accounting Matters feed on your preferred listening platform. Again, I'm Adam Olson. And I'm Matt Fisser. Thanks for listening to AM Now. We'll see you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. Embark makes no representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in the podcast series, and it should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors. Information discussed in our podcast may also be superseded by new guidance or as new interpretations emerge. Listeners are cautioned to carefully evaluate any relevant subsequent authoritative guidance issued.